Hey, welcome to another episode of Big Red Dram, episode 48. Uh, Four Roses, single barrel, barrel strength. You know, I had a brief experience of Four Roses when I first kind of started collecting bourbon, and I was only had maybe six or seven. It was a small batch. A friend of mine brought it over. Um, he had a party or something and he brought it over and he left it and I tried it. Eh, I really couldn't kind of get into it. So I wasn't really, I had a hard time getting rid of it. I think it was here for a good, better part of a year and it really was tough to get rid of, to give to people. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. And I had a hard time kind of getting it down, so to speak, uh, then we went to Kentucky back in March and um, heard about this Four Roses small batch select that had come out. Uh, I was walking into Minis one day and the manager was pushing it kind of hard. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot because it was, I don't know, it was rare. It just came out. They were going quickly, according to him, and it was like 40-something, 50-something bucks. I think it was like f- almost $50. So I brought it home, and I actually didn't, I didn't not like it. It was better than the small batch from what I recall. And I thought, this, this is pretty good. Brought it to Kentucky, and it did well in the beginning. The very first week, or the very first week, the very first day we were there, um, a lot of guys actually enjoyed it. But by the time we left Kentucky, it was not everybody's favorite. Um... Then we, I, I helped my cousin, Courtney and Phil, they get mentioned a lot on these too, don't they? Um, but they're my partners in crime typically, along with the League of Ordinary Gentlemen. But they had bought their bourbon shelving unit. So we put it together and we went, I'm like, you know, hey, your shelves a little light. So we went and bought a bunch of whiskey that day and Phil picked up a Four Roses single barrel. So we popped that open and had that and that was actually really good. Now, yep. Casks, you know, single casks, barrels, single barrels. Those are a nice sweet spot with a lot of bourbons I'm finding. Um, Then rumor came of the private selects that come out. Now, I've heard of the private selects in the past. You see them trading a lot. Depending on the code, the launch code on the side, there is, with four roses, there are two mash bills. There's a mash bill... Uh, B and a mash bill E. And in, in each mash bill, they have these four different yeast strains. Now they're, they're abbreviated with an OBSV. For example, mash bill B is OBSV, OBSK, OBSO, OBSQ, OBSF, right? And each one of those strains brings about within that mash bill, and that mash bill B is a 60% corn, 35% rye, 5 barley, malted barley. Um, each one of those strains brings out different flavors. So a mash bill B OBSV would be delicate fruit and rye. Um, strain two, which is an OBSK, should be would give you more of a rye and baking spice flavor. Um, three, the OBSO would be rich fruit. OBSQ, the number four would be rye and light floral character. And no, I don't have these memorized. I'm re- legitimately reading these off of fourrosesbourbon.com. For those of you that would like to follow along, um, OBSF is a delicate rye and mint. Okay, so then you go into mash bill E, and it's a 75% corn, 20% rye, 5% malted barley, and they have five different strains as well. Um, and they're OESV, so the E and the B are what differentiate 
on the first two letters. The S and the V would be um, more of a teller for the strain, I'm assuming. I don't really have the <clears throat> definitive uh, code deciphering here. Um, but before going through them all, I might as well just go through them all. Number six, the OESV is delicate fruit and caramel. OESK, baking spice. Number seven, number eight, OESO, rich fruit and vanilla. OESQ, number nine, delicate grains and light floral character. And OESF, herbs and mint, number 10. Um, so you got one through 10. Um, now I was looking at, interesting. Okay. So the bourbons have a recipe makeup of, um, a combination of those 10 strands, those 10 recipes. Uh, if I'm reading this carefully, if I'm reading this correctly, I should say, um, the bourbons that their standard core ra uh, range of bourbons, easy for me to say, um, <clears throat> their regular bourbon has a combination of all 10. The small batch is two, three, seven, and eight, and it's aged minimum of six to seven years. The first, the original bourbon is straight bourbon is five years. The single barrel, anywhere from seven to 10 appears to be just be number one. Small batch select appears to be a six to seven year minimum. One, two, five, six, seven, and 10. So four roses likes to come to, to, to mix those up now you can do the same with the single barrel barrel strengths so that's what this is a store pick is what we're talking about today <sighs> you follow along so far with all that holy crap so it's a lot very complex right and a lot of these distilleries aren't necessarily an open book like four roses is about this so this is interesting in the sense that there are there's a lot of information on their website and a lot of things that they'll tell you um and when you're doing a single barrel barrel strength store pick which a lot of these are store picks or private picks it's the private select um this one in particular was barreled in march 18th 2011 it was bottled in on august 18th 2020 uh 35 percent rye mash bill for delicate fruitiness um it was an obsv and it's aged nine years five months came in at 59.4 percent rick house number rs Barrel number 814L. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because you can read right off the card that it comes with, too. It's a nice little leather-wrapped um, card holder. And it's it just it kind of just pushes a single-barrel selection process. And that would be a fun one to get on board with. But this one... Again, I was researching them a little bit because they were starting to hit shelves again because it was just that it's just that it is that time of year. And people were saying the OBSV is a can tend to be, like it says, fruity. Ugh. Delicate fruit and rye, right? I was looking for something safe. If I was going to go down this road on something I haven't tried before. I wanted something, you know, delicious. So I went out on a limb and, uh, yeah, not disappointed. <laughs> I, I, I cautioned to, um, now oh, hang on.
uh, real quick side. Let me let me sidestep just a second. So I'm trying to get used to my new setup. So I have I lost my job last week. I got laid off last week due to the company I was working for for 14 years going a different direction essentially. So it happens. Whatever. So I had my work computer here, so I was using it um, for kind of helping out with my information as far as, you know, when I was running my GarageBand off my Mac and I had a Microsoft machine that I was using to kind of pull up information that I needed for the podcast. So now that I'm just on my Mac, I had to get a second monitor and now I'm kind of using it as a split screen, which I've never done before and it was very easy to do, which is besides the point, but... I'm got things in different places now, so I'm not used to looking in certain spots for information. So anyway, uh, what I was going to say is that this, and I'm going to do this, this, I don't own the rights to this song. This is uh, Cherry Bomb from The Runaways, but this is, I think I thought of this song the second I, I smelled this stuff. And it's exactly what it is. It's a cherry bomb. Um <laughs> And every time I drink it in my head, it just cherry bomb. So, hey, whatever. Uh, <laughs> it amuses me anyway. But it, it, it's, it is. It literally is right out of the nose. It is very delicate. It's a, it's a nice, light, very cherry with a little bit of rye in the back, exactly as, it, as they describe it to be. And it's amazing to me. And I use that word a lot. Because whiskey is amazing to me. It's alchemy. It's bizarre. It's amazing to me, there's that word again, how just by a yeast strain, just how these are the little things that I'm hoping to learn more about as I go for, I'm going to try to go for some certifications here in the next couple of weeks, months, uh, just in the whiskey world. And to kind of, when you're fermenting and you're doing all those things and you're using different rye strain or different yeast strains, sorry, to create a certain profile and they them being they being four roses have five specific strains with two different mash bills and they're able to produce all these different interesting characteristics and notes and do it consistently that's the big thing is being able to do it consistently right so most of the reviews for the OBSVs that I've seen, Cherry Bomb was usually referenced first. I love cherries. This works well for me. So it really, really helped me make that decision. And I stumbled on one and pulled the trigger, and I was not disappointed. I mean, on the nose, again, I'm using a Norlin glass today. Um, I've nosed it in a Glencairn several times now. And I probably own probably about a quarter of the way through the bottle at this point. And everybody that I've given it to really enjoy it. And again, on the nose, it's delicate. It's spi- it's got a little bit of that rye spice that you'd ex- be looking for in a 35% rye. But it's very cherry. And on the palate, it's extremely cherry. There's a bit of a heat. Whew. there is a bit of a heat initially on the palate, but it's just, it's a almost a Luxardo cherry. It's a, it's an, um, 
what are those whiskey cherries? What are they? No, what are they called? Luxardo. Um, yes, I know they're maraschino cherries, but they're the syrup is. Isn't there a word for that? It's not bibbity bobbity. Yes, I'm legal age. See, I'm just I'm totally cheating. I should know this off the top of my head, but but I don't. <clears throat> Maraschino Originale. Oh, that's their mixers. They do have a lot of weird mixers. Um, a lot of aperitifs and different things that you can um, use to create drinks. Um, where are your freaking cherries? Oh my god. Sorry, I had a hard time navigating Luxardo's website to find the actual cherries. Um, the maraschino cherry by itself will bring up the liqueur. Um, the, the actual candy cherries that they make, very expensive, but uh, worth it. Um, so the, the, the Luxardo cherry is actually a little bit what I think of here when I taste this. Um, it has a nice Kentucky hog, a very nice finish. Um, it is very, oh my gosh, I am having a hard time today. There are drawbacks to not rehearsing. There are drawbacks to not having a game plan sometimes, and it just, it all falls apart um, a little bit. It, 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 it certain times when I do these, these, uh, do these recordings, and today is no exception. Holy crap. Get it together, man. Sorry. So I apologize. So, so yeah. So the on the palate, it's very warm. It's very inviting. It's got a nice spice to it. It's very cherry, some dark chocolate. It, it really, really um, has a nice warm, again, for the high proof, it's almost 60%. It, you get blasted quite a bit with the, with the nice, nice heat off of right on the tongue initially. Second sip is not as profound. It doesn't punch your tongue as hard. But when it hits the back of your throat, it's still pretty um it's still pretty crazy. Um and I'm just trying to think. There it it really is dominated by a fruit, a delicate fruit, almost a fruit cocktail kind of um compilation of flavors but it's defined by the cherry you you it's literally cherry and, and everything else and it's not it's a it's a it's a candy cherry it literally it really does remind me of a luxardo the syrup and the cherry itself the flavor a little bit um it's it it has a nice complexity to what it is that you're trying to find there's a little bit of chocolate dark chocolate on the back end of it as it's kind of lingering on the tongue um the finish is long and, and at a high proof like that it's it generally will be um generally speaking but it, it is a nice kentucky hug it's very warm it's very inviting um if you're a seasoned veteran of of higher proof whiskeys you'll enjoy this um it's a lighter dessert bourbon i think this would be phenomenal uh, at the end of the night after you've had a nice meal um 
I'd be interested. I wouldn't recommend ever doing a whiskey at this price point in an in an old fashioned, um, just because it's better enjoyed on its own. But if you were to sacrifice an ounce for the sake of curiosity, <laughs> or maybe two if you just want to go straight with the Four Roses Single Barrel by itself. Um, me, I love to play with them. I love to add them to something else. I think this would complement well with, gosh, it would probably really kind of be interesting with the old Forester 1910. I might have to do that. Kind of mix the cherries and banana, give it a little bit of a um, banana split thing going on. Because the, the 1910 gives you a little bit of vanilla um, with the banana. And this gives you some of that chocolate and the Four Roses Single Barrel Barrel Strength, that is, gives you some of that chocolate with the cherries on top. Um, you may get a hint of pineapple syrup with the Old Forester, maybe in the back end. I bet those two mixed together would be dynamite. I might have to try that. <laughs> um, well, you know what? Deal with it. Well, talk is cheap. So instead of talking about what it might be, I went and made it. So I've got an old fashioned here that I put together. It's got the Four Roses Single Barrel Barrel Proof, OBSV, and the 1910 Old Fine Whiskey Old Forester. Uh, quarter ounce of simple syrup. I think I was supposed to only put three dashes, but I put five dashes of bitters. Um, Luxardo cherry. Uh, normally I would do an orange peel garnish, but I don't have any. So mix that all together. Ran out of breath running up the stairs. Oh, yeah, I'm out of shape. And voila. So, you know, in a tumbler, it's hard to nose a uh, cold old-fashioned <laughs> on a large cube. But it does smell pretty good. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. <laughs> Not quite, it. well. What does that taste like? It's very cherry. <laughs> that it is. It does have the banana, and it does have the banana um, on the back end. So that old Forester, Bananas Forester. Right? Isn't it Bananas? Yes, yeah, Bananas Forester. Um, is on the back end. Uh, it's very cherry in the front end. The spice is gone, obviously, because it's a little cooler. It's mixed. Um, simple syrup typically cuts a little bit of the um, uh, heat down from a high proof. But again, it's not a lot. The, the, the cube helps mellow it out a bit. But that's delicious. That is really, really good. And that's not something that you're going to want to mix all the time. Obviously, because you're talking about uh, almost $130 worth of whiskey that you just poured an ounce of each into uh, a glass. And that's an expensive old-fashioned. <laughs> um, but worth it. Uh, it's very good. I'm trying to see if I get any banana royale or banana split out of it and i do a little bit on that last sip i took a little bit of a bigger i took a little bit of a bigger mouth full in and let it sit a tad 
and now I do I do get a little bit of a banana split. I get a I get the cherry, the banana, and chocolate. I don't necessarily, and I do get some almost what it could be easily mistaken for a little bit of whipped cream in there, which is bizarre. But it's got kind of a creamy, uh, uh, yeah, kind of like a creamy whipped cream, <laughs> creamy whipped cream uh, thing going on there. Um, it's I don't get any strawberry, but the and or the pineapple really, but I do get the bulk of the flavor. So it's very good. It's very very tasty, and I'm not disappointed by any shape or by any stretch of the imagination. So, so hey, there you go. Um, the Four Roses Single Barrel Barrel Proof. Typically, you're going to see those as store picks. You're not going to see that on the shelf for any, for any other reason other than either a group pick or a store pick. Um, so, and they're starting to hit shelves now. So you're starting to see them around the country. I know we just had ours roll through here about two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Um, maybe it's a longer than that now, but I'm starting to, I start to see them more in different locales, um, different States, uh, popping up on Instagram. So be on the lookout if you are on the West coast, East coast, I think those East coast people are starting to see them. Uh, if you can find one, get one. Uh, especially the OBSV. I really like that. If you're looking for something fruity with a little bit of rice spice to it, that does not disappoint. It's very, very good. So anyway, thank you as always for listening. I apologize for the awkward silences and very unorthodox uh, episode more or less, but you know, as I like to do, I try to do these in one take as best I can. So I apologize. I was a little unprepared today for this, but uh, considering I was walking into today, not really knowing because I really would do this t yesterday, but wasn't really prepared, um, mentally just quite yet to do it. But I said, the hell with it. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it going. So here we go. So thank you for listening as always. I do truly appreciate it. And, uh, I hope you have a great weekend and go out there and try whiskey one time at a time.